Hello, everybody. How you doing out there? This is Mike Tells It Like It Is, and Mike is actually here tonight. Uh, he's had a bit of an absence due to an injury, but thank goodness he's actually getting better. Mike, congratulations. You survived. Thank you. Thank you. You know, the hospital I was in for that long period of time, great hospital. You know, Memorial, Memorial Manor, great hospital. Really was. And the boom was day number one. No, I can't say nothing bad about it. The nursing staff was fantastic. But it's always good to get back home to your home grounds and back on the air again. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. So, tonight's episode will be about the Parkland shooter. Do you think it was fair? I personally think it was one-sided. I really do. You can't have you can't have 11 jury jurors thinking one way of guilty. One person don't want to go with the guilty verdict. So it sways all the other jurors to give the shooter the life sentence. I'm sorry. But Todd, did you buy that story when the judge didn't even want to hear uh, from that one juror that had to talk to her? It was very important. I didn't quite understand what the problem was. Why, you know, for some reason that the jury had an urgent reason to want to talk to the judge. I wanted to give him a note. And here it turns out it was something really important because evidently that whether it was that one juror or one of the other jurors, um, there was only three that actually voted for life and the rest wanted the death penalty. And evidently there was some threatening going on behind the scenes. And that one juror was trying to notify the judge to let him know what's going on, which, you know, that's, that's jury tampering. That's, you know, you're trying to sway votes and stuff. And that was, you know, some illegal things going on and the sheriff's department is investigating it, but you know, the, I don't understand why the judge would say, oh, it's inappropriate to read a note. I mean, something needs to change if that's not allowed. There's some, you know, they should have been able to give us the bailiff, and he could have read it and said, oh, judge, you better look at this, you know, or something. Exactly. I agree with you. The judge should have been able to look at it this way because one juror thought, well, I don't believe in the death penalty. All right. This means that. The people of America have to support this young punk, okay, for at least another 50 or 60 years, okay? That's that's the wrong error to take. I'm sorry. You know, he should have been given the death penalty by all means, okay? And you can bet the, the families were perturbed big time. Oh, yeah. And I can't blame them. The governor yeah. called her a miscarriage of justice because they changed the law recently where it has to be a unanimous vote. And because it wasn't unanimous, the guy gets life instead. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, it, used to, it used to be where the, the jury either found them guilty or not guilty, but then the sentencing was done by the judge. Now, i like to know what happened to that. Okay? I don't know. 
I mean, seriously, I mean, it was up to the judge. We all probably know where the judge would have went with that. You know? You know? So, yeah, it was, it was just rude and crude how the whole thing went. Do I think it was a good job by the judge herself? No, not at all. You know? Yeah. I really don't. How about you think it was a great job by the judge and what she did at the final end in her speech? I don't know. She's trying to cover her, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to say it's CYA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, they all do that because, you know, it's it's going to be election time soon, so yeah. they could get knocked off of their seat. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll just say this, you know, maybe there was more than just maybe the jury tampering going on. Okay? Maybe there's a little money to exchange hands somewhere. You don't really know what happened. But, yeah. but all these parents, I'm sure, I'm sure are going to start to sue the county and everything involved like that. It just hasn't come to light yet. Yeah. And let me tell you, this is a cut and dried case for these, these parents, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine all those people, they lost their kids and... And the, the two adults that got killed, and you know, then they go to court, and you know, because that one juror thought it, the kid was mentally ill, that she refused to vote for the death penalty. It's like if the kid was mentally ill, and it, that's actually proven. If, I, I didn't watch the court case, but wouldn't the, you know, wouldn't they have had his defense around that and given him, you know, life in a mental hospital or something? But to put him in prison is like get no care there whatsoever it's like that's not helping <laughs> no but he'll get beat every day he's in there i'll tell you that much it's ridiculous you know it's just i mean they could have easily paid somebody to have that kind of a position and because they wanted to didn't want their son to get killed or whatever but i mean you go around killing people like that you know, why have it, like someone said, why have a death penalty if this is what's going to happen, you know? You know why the cops didn't move in on that? It goes right. it goes back to when Scott Israel was the sheriff of Broward County, okay? He did not give the order to move in. Huh. Okay? So as, as time went on, the governor stepped in and took Scott Israel out of um, the sheriff's department. Sheriff. Oh. Oh yeah, he lost his job over that. Well, I think that's fine, dandy. But you only lose, yeah. but you only lose a job over it. Yeah, please. Good move by the governor. I'll say that. Bad move by the yeah. what was sheriff. You know? Yeah. You know, and I, I remember the situation all the way around. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, you're correct. It was, it was a very, very sad scenario all the way around, no matter how you slice it. And uh, 
you know, it's just too bad now. They're gone. They're not coming back. And people are still saying, what could I have done to prevent it? Well, Ellie, I asked this question. For the last eight to ten years, I have been hearing this, that we need to put metal detectors in the schools. And I keep on hearing the same reply. We don't have the funding for it. Well, let me tell you. Is 17 total people enough for you to say, we have the funding now, by God. We'll make, yeah. we'll make room for it. Because if President Trump could get that wall built, and Congress would give him the money. I still say the state can still give him the give Broward County schools or all schools, I should say, in all 50 states enough money to have male detectors. You know, this this would cut back on a lot of problems. And they need to stick two or three cops in each school. It's not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna break Broward County to do that. Yeah. yeah. Take them off the road for two or three hours a day, whatever it takes, or employ two or three more per school, whatever. You know. Yeah. It's not gonna break Broward County to do this. Or are they going to wait till another serious accident happens and they're still going to say, and I'll quote, I'll quote them, oh, I'm sorry, but we don't have the funding for it. We direct some of that money they're giving Ukraine. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Why can't they give some to the schools if they're donating billions and billions of dollars over to Ukraine? That's the truth. Would you rather donate money to help a war effort or maybe try and save people's lives? Yeah, really. I mean, it's a it's a win-win situation if you look at it right. Ukraine does not yeah, need right. that much money over there. Take half of it and send it over there if you want to. But give the kids a break in this country. Yeah, there shouldn't be any way for a kid to get a gun on campus and go shoot people. You know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. On the side also of every squad car, what does it say? To serve and to protect. Well, I gotta say, at that day, they sure as heck didn't protect anybody. They just stood there with their thumbs up their tuckers saying, hey, what do we do, boss? And he said, don't go in. You know? Please. Crazy. It is. It's nuts. In my situation, the man who was taken out of office should not be allowed to be an officer again. Now, that's my opinion about it, and I'm sticking to it. Scott, yeah. over to you. 
I agree. And, you know, there's things that can be done that it, they should do across the board in all schools. Like any teacher that might already have a gun and have a, a you know, a carry permit, they should be carrying in school. I mean, they're a teacher. They can, you know, lock their gun either in a lockbox in their class or, you know, even carry it on them. I mean, if, if kids see that there's people with, you know, there's armed security guard walking around and there's or a police officer, if they see that kind of thing, they're going to be thinking twice about bringing a gun in that no one they could possibly get shot, you know. But right now, the, what deterrence is there? Oh, they're all sitting ducks. I, I'm mad at the class. I'm going to go shoot them up and, you know, because some girlfriend broke out with me or somebody called me an idiot or whatever. I mean, the peer pressure and the, and the way kids are so cruel to each other, I mean, that's not the answer, going around killing people, you no, know? certainly not. It's not. You're right. It's certainly not the answer to anything. Violence is never the answer. But to some kids who don't know any better than that, I hope they're listening. Violence is never the answer. Yeah. Don't throw your life away. (laughs) If you kill somebody, more than three people, whatever it may be, you're going to get the death penalty in some situations. Yeah. You know, uh, this, this guy who just got off. I will say this. He has a right to appeal his case, but only a moron would appeal that case because the next case and judgment he could have could be the death penalty. He's got to thank his lucky stars he only got life in prison. At least there's supposed to be no ability for parole, so he's not going to be getting out. Yeah, that's so they say. Look yeah. at a, look at OJ. He talked his way into it. Yeah. OJ talked his way out of jail. He didn't serve his full 33 years. Yeah. Uh, oh, please. No, you know. That's it, sports fans, for this evening. Scott, tell the folks about our websites and our blogs. Yes, we have two blog sites. We have Mike Tells It Like It Is, 2021.wordpress.com. And the other one we have is We Tell You the Truth Today. And that's We Tell You the Truth, just spelled out with no spaces. The number two and the word day dot blogspot. B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. And, you know, we put information on there about what we talk about here. And you're welcome to comment and um, give us suggestions. Tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about, whatever you'd like. Anyway, um, hope you enjoy. I'll talk to you later, and thanks for listening. With that being said, it's time to rock out of here. So until next time, I'll be at the Scott and myself, and the rest of the podcast team. Good night. Stay safe. Mask it up. And may God bless each and every one of you. And God bless our fine men and women overseas. Good night. God bless everybody. Good night.